Welcome back to Eclectic Soul Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Jen. And I am Jen. Hi, everybody. And welcome back. Today is going to be a tough topic, but before we get started, normally one of us does a reading. Instead of doing a reading today, it's my turn. I decide to read a few Irish blessings. May you always have a sunbeam to warm you. Good luck to charm you, a sheltering angel so nothing can harm you, laughter to cheer you, faithful friends near you, and whenever you pray, heaven to hear you. May you never steal, lie, or cheat, but if you must steal, then steal away my sorrows. If you must lie, then lie with me all the nights of my life, and if you must cheat, then cheat death, because I could never live a day without you. May God give you for every storm a rainbow, for every tear a smile, for every care a promise, and a blessing in each trial. For every problem life sends a faithful friend to share, for every sigh a sweet song, and an answer for each prayer. Wow. Pretty, huh? Yeah. So, um, should I tell them what our topic is about today? Yeah, go ahead. Due to some recent activity that has happened and transpired in the K-pop world, and what takes place daily around the whole world, we thought we would go ahead and use this month and this episode to talk about suicide. Um, Jen and I both in our own lives have been touched in with losing someone or almost losing someone to this disease. And it is a mental disease, basically. It, someone has so much going on in their head that they can't escape their own doubts, their own thoughts, their own pain. What happens? What 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 is it that that maybe we can change in society? I think that's hard though because it depends on the society that you are living in. Because around the world there are different types of societies and cultures. Right. Um, so I think it's different for each culture, but I do think that a lot of Suicide has a lot to do with open-mindedness um, and privacy. I think a lot of it, no matter where you are in the world, it's either both or one of the two. Um, and sometimes it's not even the outside world that is even really affecting that person, right? It, it's... That, it's that it's the it's that person themselves trapped and, inside uh, themselves mm -hmm. yeah trapped w inside their mind yeah you know i mean there are definitely outside triggers oh yeah and i and i definitely think that most suicides come from some sort of outside source like bullying mm -hmm. um the need to uh wanting to fit in and 
don't know where they fit in at, um, whether trying to fit in because they're gay, straight, transgender, if they feel like they are worthy enough. For example, with one of, with my stepbrother, he he got himself into trouble. He um, was in jail, but he was on work release, and um, that was hard for him. It was hard for him to go back to jail every night, knowing that he had freedom during the day mm-hmm. to work and make some money, but he still had to go to, back to jail every night, and that got harder and harder for him. Till one day he just ended his life right in front of my stepmother. Mm-hmm. So, you know, the mindset about how to be kind and considerate and understanding to people so that they don't get locked inside themselves. So they don't have this mindset that I'm no good, I'm worthless, I'll never amount to anything. And so that doesn't play on a loophole. Mm-hmm. Or I should say it'll loop in their brain and it doesn't fester and they don't dwell on it. You need to check in on your friends and don't be afraid to say, I love you. I'm here for you. No matter if you're male telling a male friend, a female friend telling a female friend, male telling a female mother, son, father, husband, daughter, whatever, whomever you are, whoever you love, tell them how much you love them. Be there for them. Explain to them that you're there for them, that you can be that someone that they can talk to, that they can just open up and let it out. Mm -hmm. I think suicide, the mindset that someone has is, is an illusion. And I think everybody suffers from it. It just, it depends on how far you're, you're willing to let yourself go down that rabbit hole. Right. Right. Um, people feel alone. Right. And, and I don't necessarily mean physically alone, but they feel like they are not living in I don't even know how to put this in a in a, within a group of people that truly understand them um that they're not able to express who they really are um and they're and I'm not even saying necessarily with a group of friends I'm talking about even the bigger picture and and this is this is based on you know depending upon your personality mm-hmm. you know how you grew up um how sensitive of a person you are um, some people have to have an environment where they're able to be themselves. Right. Um, and putting on a face and creating a facade or feeling like, um, you're, you're not able to truly, truly express yourself, um, makes you feel like you're alone. And I think everybody goes through this. It's just different degrees. Right. Everybody, I think, feels alone to some, some degree because... Maybe not everyone's going to understand absolutely everything about you. I mean, that's just... Right. Everyone's an individual. Right. And that's hard to cope with. I mean, if you really sit and think about that, you are truly alone. But that's In a sense, right? But again, we're not truly alone because everyone's going through the same thing. Right. Right? We might be individuals that express ourselves differently 
are interested in different things, you know, that kind of stuff. But we're all trying to find connection and we're all trying to live in a world um, where we can be ourselves. So we're all sharing in that. So we're not truly, truly alone. Because it's hard to feel accepted when certain cultures frown on Mm -hmm. certain way of behaviors or um, if you're gay, straight, uh, if you, the way you dress, the makeup you wear, the way you do your hair... Um, no matter what, there people are always coming up against those who are not accepting right. of that. And but there's so many other people in the world that would accept you for that. And you may not always be around that, but you have to dig yourself out of that loop and put it to where you no longer care what others think. It's about how you think. And but are you still thinking and believing in the illusion that you've created by what you've already experienced and what's been put yes. on you? Or are you ready to step outside of that and say, you know what? This is me. I am this free person. I am not what I think I am as in what others told me I needed to be or act as. Take yourself out of that illusion. Separate yourself from that. And be you and still get out there be that vulnerable person go out there and show people who you are whether you write whether you sing whether you play an instrument whether you're an actor whether you're a politician or just an everyday joe that's flipping hamburgers Mm -hmm. everybody has issues everybody has been touched with depression or anxiety something that creates a facade in their head believing what other people may say to them all their life like I was bullied from the time that I was in elementary school all the way up until I was in eighth grade and when I put a stop to it and that's because I actually fought back I mean but you're strong though and and most people are not that strong though I know it's it's tough to to... but I never used to be I, I no but you overcame it yeah you overcame it and there are situations where people just they they just can't do it. If we take it to an extreme, there are times where people um they have to completely change everything about themselves, like their situation and everything in order to be in a better place. And that can sometimes be a very very difficult thing. Um this is something that happens a lot with celebrities. Mm-hmm. Um because of the path that they have chosen. Um they find that that's not really for them. You know, um, it doesn't fit their personality. They're not able to be who they really are. They're not able to really express, live the way that they want to live. And the only way that they're going to get out of that situation is by turning their back on all that, all of that. But is it really because how they feel or is it because how they've been treated while they've been in that field? I think it's both. Because when you're talking about a specific situation, I'll use work, for example, because everybody, mm-hmm. most everyone has worked in their life at some mm-hmm. point or another. So you'd understand how someone feels. Let's say that you have been in a particular profession for quite a while and you are the breadwinner in the family. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, and you're, you've been living your life and you, you start to st- have these depressive feelings. Mm-hmm. Um, and you start to realize it's because... This whole time, what you have been doing with your work, 
you realize it is not you. Whatever job that you've been doing, maybe it could even be the, the actual position that you're in, that specific position. It could be the actual career or line of work that you're in. Um, you realize that you're completely going against everything that you believe, your entire personality. But if you walk away, you have to start from scratch and you have children, you have a spouse, you have a relationship that is depending on you. Um, so to say that it's all easy and good and I can just talk myself out of this is, it's very, very difficult to do. And this is actually just a very small thing when because we, we were talking about celebrities and right. and that that's more of like a grand scale of this right. small little situation because for them that is a profession right? right but we're talking about it on a massive scale now right and we didn't even throw in culture right because you can't change culture no you, unless you get completely away from it right you have to move to a different place right right so sometimes you're just stuck in an environment where there's literally nothing you can do you, for example, I'll, I'll use me. I love to sing, right? Mm-hmm. But I'm not going to pursue something like that seriously because it doesn't, it doesn't fit me, personality-wise. You know, I, I maybe if I gave it my all, I might really be able to make something out of it, right? Mm-hmm. But I know deep down that if I do that, I'm going to be very depressed because in order for you, at least in Western society. Mm-hmm. Um, you have to put yourself out there, right? You can't just sit at home and sing and everyone's going to be okay with that. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? True. And that's not me. Right. I don't want to go touring around. I don't want to have my life for everybody to see. I'm right. a private person. And it's a difficult decision to make because you're kind of going, well, I could live this total other life and it'd be great and da-da-da. But is it? And I think a lot of people kind of go through the same thing I do, but the problem is, is that they didn't, think about that because maybe they were really young and they you know you you, this is a process you know you learn and stuff and and I think that there are so many talented people out there and the problem with talented people is is that a lot of them really don't want to do that they just want to express their emotions they want to express their talent but they don't want someone else telling them what to do they don't want people in their business they want to go live their life um, and we're fortunate that we live in a Western society where people are very open. If I was gay, people at, at this point in time now really don't care anymore. Right. Before they did, but they oh, don't yeah. now. Um, I could probably do what I want for the most part, but in some other countries, they're going to tell you exactly what to do, what to eat for breakfast, can't be gay. I mean, so then you're adding on a whole other layer of stuff that, right. that I, that Where's we don't now? even have. Right. That, and they're already suffering from privacy issues. You know, they have, they have no time to be alone. You know, like there's just all of this, this stuff where it's like they're, they have no choice. The reality that they want to live is, doesn't exist. It's either if they choose not to do that, they have to completely walk away from the entire reality that they have built for themselves and go completely somewhere else where no one knows them. And, and, and I think people even in, the, in Western society have that same problem, too, yeah. you know. And I'm not just talking about musicians. I'm talking about anybody who's yeah. in the public eye. Um, you could even be a politician and realize that, you know, I, I'm tired of lying. I'm tired of, you know, things like that where you realize that, why did I do this? Why, why am I doing this? But you're a public figure, so it's like, where, where am I going to go? Right. You know what I mean? Like, so it, it's, the, it's a complicated it's a complicated thing, whether you're a celebrity or whether you're just a, an average person. person right. If you're 
struggling to ex- feel like you belong and, and you want to express yourself, a lot of times it's because the reality that you're living in, you can't walk away from it because you'd have to completely abandon everything that you know that you're familiar with. Right. And people, I'll be honest, I mean, it, even just walking away from a relationship is difficult for some people. Could you imagine True. walking away from your entire life? I mean, that's that's tough. That's tough. Yeah. I mean, if, yeah, I mean, if it's just, you know, I mean, obviously there are some people who it's just one specific thing, right? you know, you go to a counselor and you work through it. Right. right. But when it comes to suicide, a lot of times it's, it's more of this, I don't fit in with this reality and I don't know how to get out of it. And that's why they commit suicide because what are they going to do? They, what they're going to go move to Bermuda and hide out for the rest of their lives. Yeah. You know what I mean, and so that they, that's what they that's what they do. They go Bermuda, live this life. I can't do, either. It's sad, but that's that's typically what happens. And this stuff with it, the you know going on in Korea and you know that the Asian culture and that you know they they got it tough. They you know they 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 tell them how to live their lives, and they have a lot of weird you know, requirements as far as beauty and self-image that... We already have problems with self-image just in general. General. And then you add all of that onto it. Um, It's sad. And then then their whole, you know, fan community there is very hardcore. I mean, they're they're not very open to you doing what you want. You know, they're very... Like, they think that, that you belong God to them, for, almost. God forbid if someone's that they have a major crush on, fan crush on, and oh, so-and-so is now dating someone. I'm going <laughs> No. Yeah. Hey, come on. Chill out. Yeah. You know? It, and, you and can't that's, be that way. You can't treat anyone disrespectfully. And it's funny because it's like... It, Western culture isn't really like that. I mean, people are fans. And I'm not saying that there's not some individuals that aren't like that. But oh, for the most part, right. people are usually very like, oh, this person's dating so-and-so. Woohoo, that's great. Right. And and that's great. We're a little more accepting when it comes to that. Yeah. And here, if a star says, don't take pictures of me and my family when we're together mm-hmm. because I want our privacy. I'm protecting my wife. I'm protecting my yeah. kids. Or I'm protecting my husband. I'm protecting my kids. Whatever it be. And it's respected because they know they better not because our stars here will sue your butt. Yeah. But you can't do that in other no. cultures. And, and it's sad because to me, anyone who's doing something they've always wanted to do and they're really good at it and they work their butt off to have what they have and, and they really put on a good show or they act really well and they're doing well, leave them the hell alone. If they want to go out with someone, let them go out. Stop criticizing them for who they're dating. Stop criticizing the person they're dating. I mean, come on, wake up. It, it's no longer just a, a, um, oh, this is an Asian thing, or this is an Italian thing, or this is a German thing, or this is a Western thing, or this is an English thing, or whatever. It's a human mm-hmm. thing. It's about humanity. It's about treating every human with equal amount of rights. If they want respect and privacy, give them the respect and privacy. D- don't hound them. Don't make them feel like that they're not good enough. Don't make them feel like that they have to... <laughs> 
and ask for something because they're not a dog. They're a human being. They're not an animal. They're a human being. They have Mm -hmm. emotions just like we do. The ones that aren't stars, they have feelings. They have the drive to do good and to perform well. Whether they're a politician, singer, songwriter, actor, whatever it is they may be, if it's a doctor or a nurse, let these people live a life where they feel accepted. Right. Where they feel that they're doing something and it's appreciated and and that they get that mutual feeling back and that when their day is done and they go and seclude themselves to their home, that they're left alone. Right. And that they're given the space to process what's going on. So that's another thing, too. If you're working and you're not getting enough sleep and you're being victimized or whatever else that's going on in that day, the mind is a brilliant thing. Mm -hmm. It can be that one thing that can sling you into all the good stuff but it can also be that one thing that can tear your whole world down Mm -hmm. because there's all these little maps and avenues in there and it's all about how you treat yourself how you not only vocalize to yourself privately alone but how you take what's inside your mind and map it out to where it's a positive thing Instead of letting that negativity build up and letting that fester and letting that pull you away from a reality. Right. And people can't handle the reality if they're living in a world that's been designed by outside pressure and their own pressure. Right. People need to feel like they have a way out all the time. Right. And... If you're dealing with loved ones, friends, people that you know in your own personal lives, the best thing that you can do for those people is to always try to express all the time that it doesn't matter what they do, no matter what happens, as long as you've got good communication, that they are free to do what they want. Because then people will feel comfortable and when they are on the wrong path, they won't feel pressured and they'll come to you and they'll tell you that they can't do this anymore and you'll be okay and they will feel comfortable and then both of you can find a different path, right? You're giving them a way out. When people feel like they don't have a way out, then they make a way out. Then they feel like that's the only way out. And that's sad. We lose so many young people, even older people. I mean, look at Robin Williams. Mm -hmm. What was that quote I was showing you earlier today? Um, Really hit me. Um, I used to think the worst thing in life was to end up alone. It's not. The worst thing in life is to end up with people that make you feel alone. Robin Williams said that. I mean, he was a phenomenal actor. But again, this is going back to what we just talked about, right? Alone, the word alone. You could be with a bunch of people. If you don't feel like you're making any connections, if you don't feel like you have a way out, and you're not living in the reality that that truly belongs to you, because 
he could be an amazing actor and he has a lot of talent. Mm-hmm. He could be an amazing comedian. Because mm-hmm. he is an amazing comedian. Yeah, he was. But that kind of life might not actually be what he really wanted. We don't know that. Right. You know, he might have just wanted to stay at home and be funny with his family. You don't know that. Right. That could have been truly deep down what he wanted to do. And sometimes you're not aware of that in the beginning and you you go down this path and you realize that that's not who you really are. And when you feel like you don't have a way out and you're not making connections now with people and you don't feel comfortable in saying, telling people, your family, telling your friends and other people, hey, I, you know, I don't really want to live this life anymore like this if you can't feel like you, you can do that you know what what where do you go what what do you do yeah. so you do feel alone it, yeah. there's tons of people everywhere and it's because you you feel like you can't get out no i i mean there's moments where i've felt alone i go to a party I'm not really a party person, mm-hmm. but I'd go to a party and, you know, put a smile on my face and everything. But to stand in a room full of 10 or more people in a gown or a cocktail dress, standing around, looking at everybody else clicking mm-hmm. and knowing that I personally am not alone because there is people around right. me. But right. to feel utterly alone with people around me because right. there's no one there that I can connect to. Right, right. It it puts you in a place. Right. And then people are like, are you okay? The people that I've gone with, are you okay? Do you need... Uh, no, I'm fine. You know? And I am fine. I find a little place to sit and I people watch. Yeah. And I watch what's going on. But it's that I'm not a party person. It's not my right. place. If you want to take me out to have steak dinner and then take me to a movie or we go as friends to get a steak dinner or Caesar salad right. or whatever and then go to the movies, that's my yeah. kind of thing. Uh-huh. Or just hanging out home and karaoke mm-hmm. and that's my kind of thing. Or reading a book or playing cards because right. I like to play cards or playing a piano or mucking around, you know, just with the people I really connect with, then that makes me happy. But there's just, there's always these times in your life where you have those moments and it's, you have to remember to take yourself out of that. Mm-hmm. When you leave that area, like when the party's done and everything, and you go home, whew, and uh, thank God, but, but you know. But see, but that's the difference, though. Some people right? can't do that. These are sit. But the, what you're talking about is situational. Everyone's going to go through anxiety. Everyone's right. not going to belong in every single situation. But the difference is, is that it's just that situation, right? Right. If you go to a party and you don't feel comfortable, if you still have friends that are not at that party, you got family. You can always just go over to a friend's house, right? right? You could call them up like, hey, this party sucks, blah, blah, blah. And you could just sit at the party and talk to that friend, right? Right. You could go home. You could leave. You could go home. You could spend time with your family. There's a way out. Anxiety is also a form that people just have so much anxiety that they oh, can't yeah. handle something. Right. And that also puts them off to the deep end. Right. And it's not as many as the actual depression or someone who's seen wartime. And that's another thing. Look at our soldiers. Every 22 seconds we lose, the United States loses a soldier who has come back from combat Mm -hmm. to suicide because they have PTSD or something else. Uh, They can't get a job or they can't hold the job when they get it. Because they have night terrors, uh, flashbacks, 
Um, they feel like they can't be what they used to be for their wives, their kids, or their husband and their kids because there is women who see mm-hmm. combat as well. Um, this is crucial. You know, yeah. it, it affects all walks of life, right. no matter what job they have. Right. And just in the United States alone, I didn't look to see what it was for other countries, but just in the United States alone, almost 800,000 people commit suicide a year. Those are big numbers. And it's even a little more than that for those who actually attempt to do it but survived. Mm-hmm. That's scary. It is scary. But when you're talking about someone's reality, I mean, and then that's really the question, that's, that's what you're dealing with, right? When you're talking about people like in the military, it's the same thing. It's just the cause of the reality was forced upon them, right? They didn't have a choice. They, you know, they were in the well, military you, you, and, and this, well, I mean, other than they went into the military. Right. And, and then if we're going further back, the draft, they didn't have a choice, right? Exactly. But, but it's this, it's still the same thing. Right. I mean, you're, you, you become somebody else when you come back and depending upon who you were before you went in is going to determine how, is this a reality that you're going to be able to cope with? How are you going to cope with that? Right. If you can't, if you feel like you don't have a way out. If you feel like this kind of, this kind of life is not you, and you're you're not able to live in it, I mean it's the same thing with people who become paralyzed. Right. There are some people who are you'll see them. They're in the Olympics. They're doing all these things, and then you've got these other people who can't handle it because that's not who they were. It, right. It, there are some people where they they literally cannot live in a body that cannot move. Right. And it just sad. doesn't, it doesn't fit with their personality. And it's like, it's again, it's the reality, it's your reality, your reality and my reality. We could have the exact same, re- living in the exact same reality and we'll say in a fake world. Um, but because you and me are totally different individuals, what makes it, what makes things okay and what makes things okay for you are going to be totally different. And I might think this reality is totally doable. I can make it work and you can't, right? Just because we're different people. And that's, right. And that's, it's sad, but that's really what it comes down to is it really doesn't matter what happens to you, whether it's your job, whether it's you've gone through something horrific and you mm-hmm. can't even sleep at night, yeah. whatever it is, it's, it's, can you deal with the reality that you were given? And, and sometimes because of who you are, it's almost impossible to, you're like not compatible with that. And I'm not saying that there's nothing that you can't do about that. It just means that it's going to... How strong your mind is. Right. And and in the good way, in yeah. the good sense. Yeah. You know, because you can be strong-minded and still have that facade right. world going on. And, and, and I don't think it necessarily means that that person isn't, isn't strong. It just means that, that the reality that they were living in wasn't compatible with them. Right. right? It, it's really just what the hands that you were dealt and the choices that you made and... People and then people need to find a way out. You always have to, always you know, have a plan B yes. and a plan C. <laughs> right. Anytime you're going to make a decision about anything, you always want to make sure that you surround yourself with people that you feel are going to support you no matter what. Exactly. And that you always feel like you can leave any situation at any time in any part of your life, because if you do that, you will never put yourself in that situation ever. True. And I didn't know about the situation that I put myself in when I met. My ex-husband, and I was already a single mom, 
And I think I have spoken about this a couple of times in the past where I decided to marry him. I actually asked him to marry me, which was a big mistake. But, you know, being with him for those six years, always being who I was, that you know me now, mm-hmm. I was always very strong-minded, very... I don't have a problem voicing my opinion. Um, I don't have a problem telling you to pack sand up your butt if I don't like what you have to say. Um, took me a while to get there. Um, but then I somehow slipped up and I married a man who was a very narcissistic individual um, who beat the crap out of me, tried to kill me four times. And time I got myself and my son out of the situation I had what they call a Stockholm syndrome because I he literally took my vehicle every day so I couldn't go anywhere Mm -hmm. he kept me a prisoner in my own home and he just said this some of the most foulest things that you should never say to your wife or your mother or your kids and you know I was like, how do I get out? How do I get out of this? And I never once thought of killing myself. Had I not had my son, I don't know what I would have done. Right. Because my son's my strength. Mm -hmm. So I had to find a way to get out of that situation. And I had to use it where my son and I survived. My stepbrother... um, on his way back to jail, decided to stop off at my stepmother's home, who she was running from my mother. He went inside, and my stepmother, you know, greeted him always. She loves her kids. And uh, his girlfriend was with him because she was the one that drove him to work and back. And he said, I don't want to go back there, Mom. I just don't want to go back there. And then he said something about one of these days I'm going to kill myself. He used to talk about that a lot. And that's a sign. Yeah. And um, his girlfriend just blurted out, if you're going to kill yourself, do it already because I'm sick of hearing you talk about it. That is the worst freaking thing you can ever tell anyone because you know what? My stepbrother went in and grabbed my stepmother's 22, brought it out to the room, and said, okay, I'm going to kill myself. Put it to his head. And my stepmother is wrestling with him to pull the gun away from him. And he pulled the trigger. You, you can't, you cannot be rude and mean and nasty with your words. We all have to have a, a good mindset. We all need to be more positive. We all need to be more accepting. We all need to be more understanding. We all need to be where even if we don't like something someone's doing, don't be so judgmental. Don't push them over the edge. If you know that they're suicidal by the signs and the behavior they're doing, talk to them. Plead with them to seek help. Drive them. Make an intervention. Do something. Is there anything else that you want to share? I mean, I really don't want to talk about my own personal... um, That's okay. But 
I, I, I mean, I, I've I've not really had a lot of. I've had no one in my life actually commit suicide. Um, I had a boyfriend in high school who tried. Um, but other than that, I mean, I really haven't had a lot of personal experience. I mean, I. Well, trust me, that's a good thing. Because it's, <laughs> it's, it's, if I sat here and told you how many friends, I mean, the only acquaintances, the only insight I could give really is, and again, I don't really want to talk too much about. Yeah. No, you know, I just could... because I'm a private person and. I don't want to say, we'll leave it at that as far as, we'll just say that it's somebody close to me. Um, knowing, basically the insight would be how I've had to be more mindful of things. And kind of on the other end, when you're trying to help somebody. Right. Um, and why somebody would feel that way and how you can change your behaviors and your approach to make things better, which I guess is why I was talking about some of the things I was talking about, Mm -hmm. um, when you're trying to be a supportive individual in that person's life. Um, regardless of what is going on in their life with other people and other relationships, family, friends, whatever, um, they just need one person. One person that they completely feel comfortable in any situation with where they feel like they have a way out. And that's usually the problem is that that person doesn't have anybody. They might have really close friends, but being close to a friend, being close to a family member, whoever, that's not enough. You, you have to go beyond that. You have to be like, I could, I could say that I don't love you, and that person would have to be okay with it. That person has to be, feel completely comfortable with one person where no matter what they do or what they say or what choices they make, that they know that they have one person that will still be there. And most people don't have that. Uh, That is true. And that's what I have learned just from my own personal experience um, that I'm trying to work on being that kind of a person. Because it is. It is truly, I mean, it sounds beautiful and it sounds great. But it's But when you think about that, that, that's that's really, really hard to do. Because you get caught up a lot of times in your own life. Right. And you get angry. And things are not going to be okay. And you're not necessarily going to accept. But it's okay not to be right. okay. And you just have to you have to learn to be aware of how you're reacting and how you're portraying yourself and things like that. And so that's what I've, like I said, that's what I've kind of learned is it's great to say these things. And it's great to, you know, we could be completely for all those things. But it, it really takes a lot of work to be that supportive person in anyone's life. Right. Because no matter what it is that you're supporting them. <laughs> because you, like I said, you, you have to be okay with them making whatever choices they make 
no matter what you're going through in your own personal life. Right. I mean, you've got your own ups and downs and you're right. not going to be always in a good place. And this person's going to expect you to just be completely open, you know, and be like, oh, yes, come to me. You know, that's a hard, that's a difficult thing to do. But if you can find somebody like that and you feel a connection with somebody like that, then that's probably the most precious thing ever, really. Yeah, it is. Because it doesn't happen often. No. It's rarity. Right. And it's definitely a gift. Right. And and if you do have somebody in your life, a family a family member or a friend or a spouse or a partner, who give has those signs where they, you know, you feel like they may be thinking about committing suicide. But you want to try to be that kind of a person so that they feel like they have somebody. Be understanding. Be the listener. Right. and But then also your actions. Anything that they happen to say, anything that they happen to do, even if you don't agree with it, you just you show that you're going to be there. If that person said that they were just going to leave their everything and they were just going to go live somewhere, if you just show that you're completely supportive, that's all they need. You could, that that could be the turning point in that person's life. It should just be like you know what you do what you whatever you need to do. That's they can understand that you're accept. Yeah. You, you, you I've got one it. person that will accept me completely as myself, no matter what I do. Yeah, and it's hard to have that. It is because people feel like they have to be. They have to fit a role. They have to play a part in this life, right? I'm this person's mother. Or I'm this person's you know, whatever, I, I'm, I'm this, or I'm the boss, you know, in your job, or I'm a singer, or, you know, and that they feel like that they have to fill that role. And they don't feel like they can leave it. That it's like everything about who they are is that role. And if they leave it, nobody gives a shit anymore about them. And that's not always true. No, it's not. But it's again, suicide, your mindset is an illusion. It's, it's how you feel. And it's what you think. If you're trying to do something to help them because you feel helpless, that's what you should be doing. Is you should be looking within yourself and you should be trying to change your behaviors and be more aware of how you're showing them that. Um, and, and, and just be as supportive as you can. And you may even actually have to have conversations about doing what's best for them. If they feel like they don't have a way out, you, need, you might have to just tell them, you know, it's okay. I'm still going to be here. If you don't want to do that anymore, don't do it anymore. Maybe everyone else doesn't care, but I will still be there. Yeah. So, but anyway. <sighs> Did you uh, want to share your uh, poem? Well, I didn't know if you wanted to go first or not. You can share it first. A blessing for the lost souls. I thought of you today. A smile on your face as you gave me a warm embrace. Tears flood my eyes as I still ask the question, why? Why did you feel the need to go to sleep this one last time? Leaving us behind with tears, fears, emotions, and that question, why? 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 Was it that you had your fill or the pain inside? was too much for you to bear? 
Did you have to say good night, goodbye, and leave our side? We were blindsided by the sudden end of your beauty. You were too young to go. If I had the chance to change the past, I would tell you every day how much you mean to me. But alas, I cannot. I think of you and remember you with all the love that we shared. A blessing to you, to all the lost souls. May you rest in peace and dream so sweet. May you know you are loved and often thought of. Though we may be blue and missing you, we will forever be loving and remembering you. And that's dedicated to everyone who has ever ended their own life. I was going to sing a little bit of the song by Zhang Yun. Um, it's called Defilia Gray. Another um, name for the song is called Skeleton Flower. Um, and the song is very sad. I, that's really the only way I can really... Mm. put it it's a beautiful song I mean he has a lot of really beautiful songs but this song really stands out to me mm -hmm. um, he writes a lot of his own songs and considering that he did take his own life um, the song there are definitely hints that you know that he was definitely struggling I will put it on the weekly ditty, so I'll like sing like maybe a minute of the song, um, or you can do an IGTV. Right? Yeah, I could do that too. It's actually um, a flower, um, and it has well, or I should say an herb really. Mm -hmm. um, it has white petals that turn translucent in the rain, Ooh. and then when they're dry, they, re they return to white. So just think about why he would choose that as the title of the song. I'll just read you the the lyrics in English because the song is in Korean. Um, you are a flower that turns transparent in the rain. Regret is drenching the white petals between us. It may be transparent, but it's still there. At least it doesn't hurt when it's invisible. But I didn't know the pain of letting go. It would kill me and tear me apart. Now that it's drenched in tears, my fault has become invisible. The wind scatters it, the dew dampens it. Dear flower in front of me, with that deep scent that bewitched me, you lock me up in a room of eternity so that I cannot find you and simply smile your white artful smile. With, the ti with time, even the white petals will wither. All the sadness scatters it. The tears drench it. Time passes. Time passes. Mm hmm. So that's the, the lyrics to that song. It's pretty. Um, for those of you that live here in America, I wanted to make sure I pass on this number. It's for the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline. You can call 1-800-273-8255. Five, five, 
It's available 24 hours a day, every day, and they even have an online chat as well. So if you don't wish to talk, but text, you can get online, you can look them up for the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline, and there is a chat box that you could click on, and you can even text to them if you just don't want to have a, a vocal conversation. That's good. So it is there. Please, if you feel like that you need someone to talk to, please reach out. If you could and give us a thumbs up. <laughs> please rate and review the podcast yes. on iTunes. Um, yes, please. Don't mind. <laughs> no, I'm really, I'm really, this is really, I'm really like emotional right now. But um, you can find us on iTunes, Spotify, and several others. We do have, a, the website is up. We will be posting the rest of, um, well, all of our shows prior to this one and this one as well onto our uh, website, which is eclecticsoulpodcast.org. We have a Facebook page, which is eclecticsoulpodcast.org. We have an IG account, which is Eclectic Soul Podcast. Um, you can reach me if you would like at just Jinjin on Facebook, um, Goddess, or just Jinjin on my own Instagram account. You can reach Jen pretty much anywhere with music in mystery. Right, the letter N, music and mystery. Yep. And she's on IG, Facebook, and she even has her own SoundCloud. That you can listen to her beautiful, angelic voice. That's under Jennifer Feltman, right? Yep. And um, thank you for joining us this hour. <laughs> Long <laughs> podcast. <laughs> How, who knows? She'll go in and chop it all up. <laughs> but um, thank you for joining us. Yes, we, thank you. We really do appreciate it. We would love any feedback that you can give us. And um, may you have peace among you, heart and soul, and most of all, of your mind. Many blessings be unto you. Thanks for joining us. Until next time, stay safe, be strong, and love yourself. Blessed be. Blessed be.